Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Mel. And I'm Janet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Asian Boss Girl. As you saw from the title today, we're going to talk about whether or not we need space from our partners based off our experiences from this past season's holiday gatherings. Because, you know, when you're newly booed up and there are tons of work holiday parties and friend holiday parties to navigate, suddenly your soft launch becomes a very hard launch. They're there with you in your photo booth pictures, in your group photos. They officially commemorate a spot within your friend group. And this past holiday season was a unique one for the three of us. For Mel and Janet, it was the first time with their official boyfriends. And for me, it was my first year as a family of three with a toddler. So this is where the question arises. Having now spent so much time with these new humans in our lives, do we feel like we need some space from our partners? (laughs) Speaking of holiday gatherings, we're so thankful we were able to get an updated COVID vaccine to celebrate safely with our loved ones and attend gatherings that played a significant role in our personal relationships. An updated COVID vaccine boosts your protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and the worst outcomes of COVID. Every person in the country aged six months or older is eligible to get vaccinated. The risk from COVID far outweighs any risk from side effects of the vaccine. Find updated vaccines at vaccines.gov. We can do this. This episode is paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So I know that we are already in the new year, but so much has been happening at ABG that the three of us really haven't had time to do a thorough catch up on each of our individual holiday experiences. Mm -hmm. So given what Helen shared with, you know, how different this year was for each of us, I'm curious, ladies, I want to hear about how each of your holiday gatherings went. Mm. Helen, I want to start with you because you have a baby this year, a new human being. I know. I got a baby. (laughs) So this actually wasn't the first year that I had a little one at home. 2021 was our first Christmas year. Very different though, because you were kind of like hibernating, like very newborn. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was born a couple of weeks before Christmas 2021. But yes, he was just so tiny that obviously he didn't have much of an experience absorbing and reacting to everything around him. And this year definitely felt different. There was a lot going on. And I mean, I think I can speak for a lot of parents out there with little ones, but the holidays are just a very heightened and sensitive time. And I think about my parents and what they went through to make sure that for me and my sister, all we felt during the holidays was a feeling of festivity and getting excited for Santa and his presents in the morning, a feeling of you know gratitude and love and thanks for the family. I, I definitely felt all of that as a little kid, but also... 
all of that takes work and planning to create that magical time for your kiddos. So I would say that um, this year it was a lot more, there's a lot more planning and a lot more going behind the scenes. And I'm just on that other side now of the magic. But I, I feel like I appreciate my parents a lot for what they did do for me as a kid. And especially for their generation, it was really to make us as kids, I don't know, maybe feel more American also, mm. but also to feel that, you know, just joyousness of being a kid. So um, this past month was just insane. Baby and I are both Sagittariuses, Sagittarii. And yeah, we're only a couple of weeks apart. And we were also, I was born at 7, 727 and he was born at 717. Wow. So we're that is very, so trippy. much linked in some way. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely my, my little baby boy. <laughs> but for Christmas specifically, we went to go pick out a fresh cut Christmas tree with my mom, which is now the second time that I've ever done that in my life. So um, that that is now, I think, a tradition of ours to go and pick out fresh Christmas trees. And I like that tradition. Aww. It feels mm-hmm. it feels like a, a nice like family thing to do together. Mm-hmm. And it makes the house smell, smell amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christmas Day, we gathered at my papa's, my grandma's, to have an outdoor lunch. Because um, obviously for um, just more like health reasons and mm-hmm. making sure that everyone is staying safe this year, we wanted to have our lunch outdoors. My sister, she bought these $10 scratch tickets and taped it to the screen construction paper that was cut out in the shape of a Christmas tree. And every Aww. adult there got to pick one scratcher and they loved it my grandma loved it so much she loves gambling she loves casinos (laughs) she's an addict (laughs) but she was very happy about that um and then afterwards we just had dinner and did hot pot a very asian christmasy thing to do yeah and i guess compared to last christmas we usually travel to either the bay or boston which is philip's home or my home and now my family came to us so that does feel a little strange i do love boston during christmas time that forced feeling of being mm. cozy indoors with your loved ones out of necessity is a feeling that I always had about Christmas growing up in Boston that I don't feel here in mm. LA at all, especially if we're eating lunch outdoors. Um, but honestly, I think this Christmas, going back to what I was saying earlier, the best part of Christmas now is just seeing it through my baby's eyes. It's just anytime we showed him Christmas lights or walked up to a Christmas tree, his eyes would literally light up. And his plump, very plump, little cheeks would just start to lift as he'd crack a smile with his eight little teeth showing. It's just <laughs> That's the so most cu- precious thing. So cute. I don't even have to be looking yeah. at him. I just visualize when I see his mm-hmm. face. <laughs> the so cheeks, yeah. it, like, lifts. it like defies gravity. I can like hear his giggle in my head too <laughs> as you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was mostly it. And I learned that he loves wrapping paper in boxes. He cares less <laughs> about toys. That's something all parents tell you. And I'm here to tell you that is true. Um, but, you know, I'm just excited to keep seeing him grow and get even more excited about Christmas as he is able to interact with his experiences more. Oh, that was my Christmas. That sounds actually very magical. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of planning to make things magical. Mm. So I appreciate Disneyland for all that they do also. <laughs> all right, Mel, I want to hear your holiday recount. Hello, with the new boo thing. I know. I feel like I actually haven't like gave you both like the thorough update. So I'll try to make this as concise because a lot of things that happened. So the biggest thing that happened was I met his parents. Wow. 
And I think I texted you guys. I'm like, oh my God, I'm meeting yeah. his parents. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. big. It is. Who did you wear? And what did you bring? <laughs> I was conservative. I wore a sweater, covered mm. my whole body. It's also it's colder in the Bay, so I had to be warm. Um, mm. So, and then I just came back from Taiwan. So I actually bought like pineapple cakes for his mom. And Ooh, good choice. Yeah, but the thing is, also, I know his dad's going to be at the, uh, I was at the lunch, so I wanted to bring something like both of them could possibly share over the meal, and my brother, luckily that morning, there's like a really good like malasala place, which is like, I think a Portuguese style donut that just opened up near me, and he had to wait in line, so my brother was like, hey, I'm going to go there to get some stuff for my girlfriend, do you want me to get you a box for your lunch? I was like, yes, give me something to bring, like, the more the merrier, so I also bought like a box of donuts. Um, I will say that the general like um, meeting of his parents was like semi-planned. Um, because I'm actually going to his cousin's wedding in March and his whole family's attending. We both talked about like, mm, it might be best if we actually, if I actually had a one-on-one with your parents for, instead of meeting them at a wedding and a family function. So mm-hmm. we're like, okay, let's just get this planned for the holidays. And I was like, man, this is intense. Didn't expect this, but also planned. Um, I was super nervous going into the meeting because, you know, I've always, I asked Ray, I was like, how are your parents like? And I feel like, I don't know if like maybe just, Ray's more like not as descriptive. He's like, oh, they're chill. Like they're quieter. And I was like, that's it. Like, give me some details. I need to work with some stuff. And he did say that his family, when they have meals, they're a little bit more quieter and like, you know, like kind of more just calm. And then I was like, well, it's the complete opposite of my family. You guys been at dinners with my mom. She's a chatterbox. And so I was expecting it to be like a little bit like awkward because I'm like, oh crap, I'm used to like a chatty mom. Um, so I was very nervous. When I would be parked at the restaurant, which is a Chinese restaurant, I got out of the car. And the first thing his mom did was like, give me a big hug. Aww. And it just, she felt really warm already. And the, the only, the, the thing I can say that just described the interaction, even the whole like lunch was that I felt this sense of she was so open to me and felt like she just felt kind of relieved that he was taken. Like, oh, Aww. thank God my son is not... Like, I think she really, like, because my boyfriend is one of the older people in the family. And I think when you're traditional, you come from a traditional Asian family, they're always like, I hope my my child is dating someone that they, they really care about. I hope they could, they want to get married and all these like typical traditional things. And I think she was a little bit concerned that he wasn't dating and he's also very private. So I got this sense of general relief from her that, okay, I kindly, I could finally meet a person that he's partnering up with. Um... But yeah, so I feel like overall the meeting went great. His dad's super chill, really funny. Um, had a just had the typical like Asian like lazy Susan meal. We had like roasted duck, you know, fried rice, honey wanna prawns, that like Asian American type of vibe. And I will say that I feel a lot of like I feel a lot of warmth from their family, and I feel very like welcomed. Like after lunch, we went to stop by his dad's place, and then his mom wanted to walk around the neighborhood with me and just like talked about her family and like was holding my arm so that was a lot it was great yeah that's always nice when they're so you know quickly embracing you yeah in a physical way yeah like it kind of break it, it like quickly breaks down any like barriers or discomfort mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah we're almost family yeah. i know so it was it was uh yeah and this is i don't know if you guys feel this way with your partners but i think Maybe because I feel Ray is very like a man of, of I don't say man a few words. He just feels like a like a 
quiet, confident type of mm. man. And then to see him interact with his mom and his mom, like we're leaving, his mom was like hugging him. It's like my baby boy, like just hugging Aww. him. Like, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. you see this different dynamic. You don't really see cause you're like, Oh, you're my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But to see like the mm-hmm. mother son dynamic, you're like, Oh, like, okay. That's like a different, I had a different perspective on him too. It was mm-hmm. nice. Did it go how you thought it would go or what were you expecting? I expected, I expected to be like dead quiet during lunch. Mm. and it's like just the clinking of the chopsticks that sound like clink 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 I was like uh. <laughs> you know when it's like no one's talking for meals you just hear the bowl the porcelain bowls and the chopsticks yeah, yeah, yeah. so I expected to be like that so the fact that we were talking the whole time and she was like wanting to know more about me and she wanted to share about mm. her life I was like oh this is not expected so mm-hmm. I actually now I would say that if mm-hmm. I were to see her again I feel really comfortable ah oh, that's great after just one meeting too yeah um, I only have like two more little things to happen. The biggest other thing is he also came over to my house for Christmas. That was not planned whatsoever. Uh, we found out like towards like towards Christmas time that um, so two really close members in his family just had or one really close to her due date, mm-hmm. and the second just had a baby. So I think with that they wanted to kind of like be like in their own like probably recover and spend more time with the baby. So he usually has like a bigger Christmas celebration, but they didn't have anything like large planned this year. And I was like, well. Do you want to come over to my house? My mom's doing Korean barbecue. My cousins are coming over. And so my mom's like, yeah, have them come over. So I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know we're going that. We're going <laughs> that there already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, but um, I will say it was just, it just, it was, it was chill. My mom was also like, because my mom's very, Christmas isn't like, I'll say a big deal in my family. So it was very like, we grilled some meat. We play video games. Like it felt very like casual. Mm. But I think my mom was like, I hope he's okay with this. I like, hope he's okay that our family celebrates this way and i think ray is just so chill that it just jived really easily mm-hmm. like he was we were playing like mario kart and like uh mario party with all my cousins so i felt like that was a first where like, all of us could come together mm-hmm. and it also alleviated pressure because all my cousins brought their plus ones so it felt um, kind of like it wasn't just like me so i think yeah, that yeah. was really good um yeah and, and i just think it just felt really chill so that that was christmas um, he went to my friend's potluck, which she already knew them because they all went to high school together. Small world. Yeah. Wait, so, with who? So Ray went to Milpitas High with Sally and all of them. He's just two years older than them. Oh, yeah. And that's a small world. So like Very all my close world. friends from college. They, they, it's wait, a lot of like, did they know each other though? They knew of each other. They were like, oh, I went to one of your parties. Like it's like that vibe. <laughs> oh, like maybe wow. that. Ooh, so yeah. it was like, it's just funny how that kind of just like meant to be. Yeah. I do have a question for you as someone who, mm. you know, is coming along with the experience of introducing someone for the first time in a long time. Did you guys do like couples debriefs after these meetings to kind of check in and be like, hey, how did you think that went? And just kind of make sure that, each, you know, each other were kind of on the same page. Yeah, I we kind of did it like, uh, like briefly. I feel like because... Ray's just so chill. He's like, oh, that went well. And that, that was it. I was like, that's it? <laughs> but then you, you know that he was like comfortable. You know, you just kind of want yeah. to give him the space to be like, hey, was there anything that you had questions about or you weren't sure about? And if he was just like, if he seems like he enjoyed it, then that's like a good sign. Yeah, I think that's what we both felt. So I was like, it felt like relief. Um, yeah, I don't, it was weird because like I always feel nervous, but I feel the pressure wasn't as big. Mm. Um, besides like, you know, Christmas in my house and meeting his parents, we also had like our own day together. We got to walk around Santana Row, which is this nice area in San Jose, took a photo from a Christmas tree, had a little pastry. So we went our own thing. Uh, but then afterwards, we obviously wanted to spend New Year's Eve together and I wanted to be in LA because it's been so long since I've been home and seen my friends. Um and not sure if you also live with roommates for our listeners, but one thing I always have to ensure, especially having a partner stay with me, 
since we're long distance is that both of us and my house, we're all up to date with our COVID vaccines. You know, we all have our own life and gatherings. It's not only safe, but a level of respect to one another to be vaccinated. So every person in this country, six months or older, is eligible to get vaccinated. Vaccines are free and available regardless of health insurance or immigration status. And getting vaccinated has never been easier or more convenient. So schedule a free updated vaccine today at vaccines.gov. All right. And one thing I'll end my portion with, because I know we have a lot to talk about this episode is, I will say as a long distance couple, a lot of our time is spent in large chunks of time. And like, again, keep in mind, I haven't been home in my space in LA for almost two months since I was gone in the Bay for November and I was in Taiwan with my family. So after all this time together, I will say we did get into some moments, which I will share in a bit. But to keep things light, I would love to hear about Janet's holiday. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, very similar to you, Mel. It was my first holiday season in a very long time um, where I had another partner. And similar to what you described, it's each of us individually already have so much going on over the holidays with your family and then your friends. And now you're trying to combine with another person's also family and friends. So it just like doubled everything. Um, And when I kind of reflect, I feel like that period went by as a whirlwind. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like in in a one month, I don't know how many social gatherings we did and and everything, but I'm going to try to like mentally break it down now. Um, So we started off Thanksgiving spending about the first like 10 days to two weeks, mostly with his friends and family because he lives in Chicago or he grew up in Chicago. So his family's there. So I started off my holiday season traveling to Chicago to meet his parents and then proceed to stay with them for like three nights and also at his Thanksgiving which was um, unusual for past years he had two sets of cousins there um, and their families which kind of like you said Mel when you have other people there it was nice to take the pressure off like meeting them for the first time I wasn't the only kind of like newbie in in the Mm -hmm. in the room so we kind of started out there, you know, living or being in Chicago, spending time meeting his family, getting really close to this family, and then also meeting some of his high school friends. We went to like, I think it was, we found like a BJ's or something, you know, just like one of those, like very chill. You, you gather with your high school friends, get some light bites and, and beers. And, um, you know, they talked about old stories. So I got to learn a little bit more about Eugene when he was in high school. <laughs> uh, and then we, you know, spent also one-on-one time in Chicago. So that was like kind of like, getting to know him and his family and friends life for the first two weeks and then we come back to LA and you know within our friend group we have like within the span of like 10 days um like triple birthdays so we got you know Mm. our friend Tim and it was a big year because he turned 40 and then we had Helen's birthday and we had baby wooing's birthday so then it was like the second half of the holidays was like my time with my family and friends um, so, you know, he came in and we did, um, like a wonderful dinner for Helen's birthday where there were a lot of our extended friends. So that was his first time kind of really getting to see people in a more like, um, more chill setting, I guess you'd call it. Or not more chill, but more like intimate setting. Cause you're like mm-hmm. sitting at a dinner table having conversations. And he also met Helen's, um, sister and brother-in-law. Um, and then, uh, I think the week the, the weekend after, or I don't even remember the order anymore, but somewhere in there, we also did an overnight stay for our friend Tim's birthday. So that was pretty big. He's spending, you know, like two nights in a home with like t- 10 to 20 people <laughs> of my friends and getting to know everyone. And then he came to the, um, to, you know, baby wooing's first birthday. So it's getting to know an extended group of friends and friends with kids. So I feel like we really got a crash course in meeting everyone's people over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was even before Christmas hit, you know, now we get to oh, Christmas wow. and 
because, you know, I know that we were talking about how like we're coming out of COVID, but I strangely enough had my my holidays this year with with Christmas really impacted by COVID because we originally had a weekend set up of like four different like hangouts and stuff and it ended up dissolving into only one. Um, and I'll share, you know, we basically started out by first going to dinner with some of his really close friends in Irvine. Uh, and then after that, we were supposed to have dinner with my parents and then the next day go meet up with my friend Sheila and her kids and decorate cookies. But both my parents and Sheila's kids got COVID. So <laughs> so we canceled and our, our Christmas ended up being just us at home. Thankfully, everyone who did catch COVID uh, was vaccinated. So it was not a big deal. Like their their symptoms were pretty mild and they all healed within like three days. But definitely, you know, we were still being cognizant and careful. So canceled the meetups because of that. Kind of maybe in hindsight, it was a blessing that we got a bit of a break for Christmas to just be the two of us. Um, And then we roll into New Year's Eve. And I think because we had such a crunched time of like meeting everyone's people and just constantly being social together, we started feeling like, you know, also we've only been dating for a few months. So we started having a couple rough interactions and feeling like, you know what, maybe New Year's Eve, we should just keep it to us. And we need to send some quality time with just the two of us um, and also his dog, Toby. So we ended up going to Joshua Tree and just booking a small cabin for a couple of nights. Yeah, so that was my my first holiday with a special man friend. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. So after we came back for the holidays, um, we were, all three of us were talking and then we realized like we were also debriefing our holidays with each other and we realized like as magical as the holidays are and it can be really hectic. And of course, all like we're all in different parts of our relationships. I think this is also when you learn the different things you need with for, within a relationship. So um, I thought we also use this time to kind of share about what are some things we learned and the main focus of this episode is talking about like, you know, do we do we need time away from our partners after all the things we experience during the holidays? I guess I'll go first. <laughs> um, is this a venting session or is it just kidding? Yeah, um, let's do it. This this is the time to vent. <laughs> so like I mentioned earlier, the last few weeks have been a lot of time together and staying at each other's places. Again, long distance, you're literally just chunks of time. A couple of thoughts on this. I realize I'm someone that I really need to refresh, especially after traveling. Mm-hmm. And I refresh by being in my routine and space. Like, again, as much as I loved being in Taiwan and being back at home, 
I didn't really get a chance to process leaving, which is always like an emotional thing for me. And I headed straight into the holiday. So I was like, that was like in the back of my mind. And again, I think I'm very big on environmental and space. Like that is your safe haven. And being home with my parents is not necessarily my quote unquote ideal space. Like I don't feel very productive or feel very like inspired in my parents' house. Um, And I think realizing again, long distance relationship, you're spending almost every waking moment with each other. Or I feel like you, you like, sometimes I feel like I have to be with them all the time. Or I feel this guilt, like we're long distance. Mm -hmm. If I'm not with you, it feels like that that's not right. And also realizing that like, I do like having a sense of independence and like my space because again, I've been single for really like the past five years and I got really accustomed to like really loving my time in moments alone. So with all of this, I do feel like I did feel like I needed space, but at the time I really didn't know that's what I needed. And I think sometimes when you get to this point, you're not really sure how to ask for it, like from your partner without sounding like a bitch. You're like, shit, Mm. how do I, how do I ask you? I kind of want to, like, I don't know. I just, we definitely talked about towards the end, which I'll share later about like, you know, the solutions and stuff. But I think like, it was just felt like a, a snowball effect of like, oh my God, there's a lot of time together. This is like a lot of events and I'm feeling like I'm needing my space, but we're sharing a car. You're staring at my place. I, it just felt like a lot. So my conclusion was, yeah, it obviously sounded like I needed space, but I don't know if you felt that way too, Janet, because it sounded like you had a packed holiday. So I'd love to hear how you, your thoughts on this idea yeah. of needing space. I mean, what was interesting, because I know Mel, we talked very briefly. So she shared with us that, you know, like, oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to like, I feel like I'm like need a little bit of breathing room. But I liked how you were reflective and understanding to identify that you need space after you travel. Because I think that's mm. something that it took me a while to realize too. And I think a lot of people don't think about over the holidays. They just think about the social part. But a lot of the times you're traveling and you do need time to unwind. And when you need time and you don't have personal space, it means that you're going to be a little bit moody around a person mm. that you might think you're supposed to be lovey-dovey around, right? So it definitely complicates things. Um, and I I relate to that because like I shared, we definitely had really, really packed um, calendar together during the holidays. And this also coincided with the first three months that we were living together. I have mm. not lived with someone for like over a decade. And I think for him, it's been maybe five to seven years also of not living with someone. And so we were not only trying to like squeeze in each other's social calendars. And, you know, you can imagine when that's happening, like people are booking things and scheduling things during the holiday Mm -hmm. so quickly that sometimes we would forget to communicate with each other. And then we would end up with a situation where suddenly over one weekend, I had three events. He had like maybe four events and then we didn't we kind of like figured it out as it was happening and then you're kind of like getting pissed at the person but then you're trying to be understanding and then yeah. if it's like um so there was a little that was starting to build a bit of tension and then also just like simple not even like dating but just like um roommate tiffs because we're not used to living with the mm. roommate right like i had shared with the i like open space i like having fresh air and then he needs it warmer he needs it quiet Sometimes I feel like he's like up in the morning and I wake up and then we only ha- cross a couple of hours in between before he goes to bed. <laughs> and maybe I'm yeah. like, we're working during that time. So it started slowly. It wasn't a sudden thing. It actually started building up like right after Christmas um, where I started just noticing I was feeling kind of like depressed. 
And I realized that it was a, I had identified that our like living space because he likes a more dark space because it works for his his work. But for me, that really does affect my mood. And I can put up with it for like a month or two, especially when it's a new thing and it's a new partner and there's so positive aspects of having your boyfriend there, right? But then slowly, slowly as that starts to like shift away, I'm like starting to get more tired. I notice that like it's harder to get out of bed. I'm not as motivated to like work out. And it's just like little by little, you start to kind of like fall off. And then because I'm in this more moody state, you know, um, like I'm also an empath. And of course, during the holidays, shifting the schedules, he's getting a little bit more impatient with stuff too, naturally, or like more moody, just like I am. But I start to pick up on his like, if he's a little bit, um, you know, frustrated with something, I start to take it personally. Or I, I, and I just started to like get so much in my own head and it culminated in this conversation about his dog. So he loves his dog. And this is like one of the reasons why I really was attracted to him as a partner because I look at the way he treats his dog and I'm like, this man is going to be an amazing father. But I'm also not naturally a dog person. And you can imagine for a, a guy who is a dog person and loves his dog, one of the things that he wants from his partner is someone who's going to also be able to care about the dog equally. Maybe not equally, but like as to some degree, right? And so we got into a little bit of a, it wasn't an argument, it was a serious conversation where he said, I just noticed that it's taking you longer to warm up to Toby than other people. And I know you've shared you're not a dog person and all this kind of stuff, but like it's when we're, especially when we're planning things, like I always have to be the person that thinks about him you know mm-hmm. and then I'm I just like broke down in tears and it was totally uncalled for and I this was an opportunity though where I, I went into a deeper combo with him and I was like what you're saying makes complete sense and right now for whatever reason I'm being triggered to feel like I have this I have this like chip on my shoulder feeling like I'm not a nurturing warm person that I can be cold just because of you know maybe comments that I got when I was a kid or whatever mm-hmm. and so it started I think because I've also had egg freezing in my mind, I was like suddenly I started spiral and thinking like, oh my God, I'm not a good mother figure. I'm, I'm not going to ever be a good mom. Whatever. I was emotional. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but basically that was a, it was kind of a, a point where we started talking about like, damn, these are pretty big issues. Are these things that we can actually work through as a couple? And it culminated in one night where he woke up at like 4 a.m. in the morning and um, I heard him outside with his dog and I went out. I was like, is everything okay? And he was like, you know, I just kind of need some time to think. And like, he kind of turned around and looked at me. He's like, are you happy? And I was kind of honest. And I was like, honestly, I have not really been happy. And that was the first time where it got kind of scary, where we were like, Hmm. okay, let's figure out why. And through that conversation, we kind of came to the conclusion, okay, I think it's because we're two on top of each other. We're not spending time apart. Mm. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, I mean, I feel like it was been a roller coaster of a holiday season where we had really good points, but we also had some pretty serious conversations and points where I was like, we both were kind of like, can we make this work? Like, can I make you happy? Do I have the things that you need? Do you have the things that I need? Um, mm. But yeah, that's, and then I'll get into kind of later some of the, the outcomes of that. But that was... Those are, those are, yeah, some very real gripes that I think came up for us as a first-time couple experiencing a very intense holiday season and living together for the first time, period. Mm. Um, I'm curious if you hear from Helen, because Helen, mm. you're now like many years in. My God. So you've gone through a lot of holidays, and you, you've obviously lived with Phil for a long time, but this is the first time with um, a more active 
baby, right? Like I know last year you guys had a season with him, but having a walking, you know, moving child now and and different schedules, I'm curious if you what things you guys came up on over this holiday yeah. season. I mean, I kind of want to just like follow up with what you said too, because that was a that was a lot. Oh my gosh! Like I didn't know some of the things that you just brought up um, on the podcast, but I feel like you're both also on this. I guess a little bit more of an expedited timeline than um, a normal couple when they yeah. first meet, right? Like you guys are moved moving in together. Um, you're talking about what to do with the eggs, and there's a lot of intense conversations going on. And then I could see why these types of disagreements and gripes are going to just come up naturally and especially during the holiday season when there's just so much going on and just stress is at a at a high you know and i could i could also see like me feeling the same way as you with the with yeah. you know if that comment was made to me about not caring for his dog i would also question myself like am i not a good mom figure am i not you mm. know that's what i want to be but yeah. are you telling me that i'm not you know gonna be a good mom to my future baby and stuff and oof that's just it's just a lot mm-hmm. yeah i'm very curious to hear about your solutions though of what you guys have come up with i also wanted to add because I, I also could like relate to you because maybe i'm also in a new relationship but like i think it's i think it's it's really interesting when like for example when you're hearing your friend vent and you're like oh man she might be overthinking but when you're in the situation and when you're in the situation you realize how quickly you spiral yeah. When we're, when you like are trying to problem solve a relationship because I think we're also at the age now where like we want things to really work but when things don't work and you feel yourself feeling this tension inside you or with your partner you're like oh my god this is a sign that it's not going to work and you start mm-hmm. that leads to like other thoughts that leads to other thoughts and you're like oh no. So I've been there before where like I I mean I totally spiraled this past yeah. holiday season because of like not knowing how to ask for space or like feeling as if mm-hmm. like my thought was like, holy shit, if I need to be separated from you, we can never live together. Cause I'm yeah, literally like, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. And I'm like, what does that mean for our relationship? And like, I was spiraling like, oh my God, like maybe I need to be alone forever. Like I literally yep. just think of these random ass things and they just start like, I've gone you know down that I mean? path too. That very exact mm-hmm. path. I think a lot of girls have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure also like I've been like in that down that same path it's like should i yeah should we be living alone instead mm-hmm. to try and figure out our own stuff Issues. because mm-hmm. maybe we're not we haven't reached a point of maturity where we can actually get to that next stage of yeah. right before marriage should we still be alone for yeah. a little bit to grow up a little bit more before we you know live together and those are very real conversations and it, it makes you question the entire relationship and also yourself and your yep. ability to be in a relationship and it's very easy to spiral Totally. Yeah, from one event that you're like, I know one tiny matter. event. <laughs> I can't tell anyone that this argument caused this much of a of a rift between us because I'm gonna sound crazy. But it's like, no, these are yeah, these are it happens real situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Helen, as I don't want to say our veteran or like the most experienced one. Yeah, I, I do. I do sometimes. I do feel like you bring us like kind of foresight into the future as someone who is you know deep in a relationship and now having a child. So please share with us how you feel about like needing space and like or where you at with everything yeah i mean i feel like no matter where you are in a relationship it's it's always going to come up like i feel this way also but in a different context right i think this uh, whole past year of having a newborn everything this month was actually this past month was the most tense it got between philip and my and myself um compared to the whole 
past year of having a newborn. And we talked about this at length on episode 199, if anyone out there wants to go back and listen to it. But we had a very open and honest conversation about how difficult the holidays were for us. And I know it sounds like we're we're like shunning the holidays of uh, it just making it so tense for us and our partners. Holidays are a great time. We're <laughs> yeah. just being real about the yes. other side of it where I think exactly. this happens actually a lot with couples and no one really talks about it. Um, but it, it became that conversation was a very therapeutic session between him and I because from that conversation, I realized because I am still figuring out this role of what being a mom means to me, my expectations for myself in this role, it hadn't been checked up to that point of having that conversation. There were no limits that I sort of set for myself. I wanted to be the best mom, give my son the best experiences, the best memories that he can look back on, the best that I can financially and physically give him, but it was probably more than I could have or should have taken on. And I didn't realize that I had become very short, very tense, very terse with people around me. And I was just so in it that I didn't realize what I'd been doing and how much I'd been harming people like my husband, um, who you know was closest in proximity to me um, and creating somewhat of a negative atmosphere while I was at it. And again, a lot of it stemmed from, I don't know me in this framework of me Mm. yet. So I was just doing the best that I could and not knowing what my limits were Mm. until I like fall and I hurt Mm. someone, including myself. So now I'm in this season of calibrating and refining what this identity means to me within boundaries, which I didn't have. So during that time, I was like, hell yeah, I wanted space away from Mm. philip because he'd be like you don't need the balloon arch you don't need the cake (laughs) that you want and i'm like yes i do i'm planning it so let me just do it you know keep your opinions to yourself and it's like never in any other period of this past year did we feel this tension Mm. and this level of disagreement between um just like what we wanted for certain events and and planning of things um, I just went on one extreme and Philip's like, we could just order pizza and call it a day. I'm like, mm, no, I don't want to do that for his first birthday. I want it to be a little bit more special. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's where a lot of our disagreements arose. Um, and the gripes. I can see myself <laughs> getting into some of that, maybe more on the Phil's end and my partner maybe on the other end. Mm. Um, but I've, yeah, I think, I think it is a lot like for a first time role where you're taking on like the holidays with the new person, but then also his birthday being an extra level in there mm-hmm. um, is is just so much. And yeah, I can see like as a mom, it's like his first and you probably you're like, this is something I want to really give to him. Um, and it's hard to do that in the midst of an already such a busy time. Uh, but I mean, it went off beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I loved and it. And it was great. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell them that. I mean, it, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's a difference in personality too. That when yeah. you're dating, you do wonder what is this going to be like in the future. Where mm-hmm. if your partner is very chill mm-hmm. and you're a little bit more particular, how is that going to extrapolate into something bigger in the future? And maybe yeah. this was one example of, yeah, I'm a Sagittarius, very free spirited, very free flowy, 
he's a Scorpio, pretty stubborn in his ways. And it's always worked out between us because we Mm. were very much on the same page with a lot of things through life. And I think it's just right after we had the baby and I became mom and I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to be the best damn mom I can be. Then the expectations started to shift between us for Mm. things Mm. that we wanted out of, you know, certain things. Um, And that's where this difference in personality also Mm. is starting to come out. So it's very important. And going into the solutions part, like how do we, you know, (laughs) and I'll just drop mine in real quick. But communication is very key to figuring out, you know, how you're going to, you're going to calibrate with each other and make things work in the long term because otherwise this rift can start to grow deeper and deeper and resentment can start to grow when your expectations are just totally off with with, uh, one another's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I totally... You hit the nail or what is it? The nail on the head with the hammer, whatever that's... (laughs) 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 That was my uh, communication. But um, I I realized I didn't mention kind of uh, in like the tail end of what before going into New Year's because of this conversation uh, or all working up until New Year's, we were like looking for an apartment together, right? And because of this conversation, we actually kind of paused and we were like, whoa, what does this mean for our relationship? Do like Helen is saying, do we need to actually spend some time living apart first before we look for an apartment together? Um, mm-hmm. And our tentative solution was like, okay, maybe I'm going to go back to downtown LA for one month while we um, you know, date for a month and then kind of like see if things get better. Uh, however, after New Year's Eve, because of communication, we kind of got back on track. And I think for us, we deter like the kind of pattern of communication I realized that worked for us was we had to talk through our feelings and then be able to identify like a what we each were feeling and then why number two why were we feeling that way and then kind of through that conversation okay well what do we think the problem is that's causing this feeling and then what are some proposed solutions and this I realized because like without talking to him I didn't know I couldn't really articulate what I was feeling or something I knew that something Mm. was off but I couldn't quite like it takes me having that combo with him to figure it out Um, and so I think like to Helen's point even if you're thinking like you, you don't know how to what you're feeling, still still communicate, still make that effort because you need to figure that talking to that person can help you figure out what it is that you need to say to them. Um, and for us, the solution was not only you know, learning then, OK, now we need to communicate more thoroughly whenever we're feeling off, but then logistically understanding that we identify our problem was that we we're spending too much time together. Mm hmm. And also knowing that the, the amount of stress we are each feeling over the last couple of months is not representative of what's going to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, we said, okay, to, to maintain this communication, we're going to make it a goal to try to schedule weekly check-ins. Um, and then also on a weekly basis to budget in one or two days of no social gatherings like allowing the other person the the if they if you have a gathering you want them to go to and this is their day where they're not going to do anything let them have that day off it's okay and then thirdly we created a couple's calendar so we can see and track events because we were starting to do the whole wait what, what day is it what, what day is that mm-hmm, event mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so logistically that was kind of one way of, of our solution the second noticing like where a lot of our tension was living on top of each other we are sharing spaces two adults one bedroom and with a dog and even though he's a small dog a dog still takes up space and they need their 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 area and everything too so knowing that we're going to be moving into a new apartment it helped us decide okay we are going to splurge for that extra room before we're like let's Mm. we could save maybe you know do one but we're like no for our sanity (laughs) let's invest in in a a bigger space 
Um, and then for us, it was also I need we need to intentionally spend time apart. And I think that is more for me than for him. I think because I'm newer to a relationship, Mel, like you're saying, I was starting to feel like the default is I should just always be spending time with him. And if I can't, mm-hmm. is that a bad sign? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, I need to. He was like, you need to go out and like grab lunch with your friends. You need to go take your classes or whatever. So um, I tried doing that starting the new year and then I got sick. So, <laughs> but the first week I was, you know, we got out and we did an in-person meeting for ABG. I went and trialed some like Santa Monica row class or whatever. Um, and so I'm going to make more of an effort to just like do that. So that mm-hmm. was for me. Yeah. Communication and then leading into those like executable ways to help. Um, but Helen wanted, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what about for you, for you, you and Phil? <laughs> yeah. I like the tangible executable ways that you've shared on this. Cause I agree. The calendar thing is also very, very important. Like Philip and I have a shared calendar and yeah, I guess the question for a new relationship, it's like, when is it too soon to start a shared mm-hmm. calendar? <laughs> yeah. Or what's a good time to start that, you know? Yeah. I mean, for us, there was a bit of, we were like, should we? And as we were both <laughs> saying it, we're sounding like, is this like kind of... Commitment. Commitment. It's commitment. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, Wait, Mel, yeah. do you have one? No, actually, but the thing is, Ray, one thing I love, I'll say I love this about him. He's freaking organized. So what they do is he and we, inv- I invite him to our ABG stuff. So that's like, I don't like duplicates on my calendar. So we just invite each other to events. Mm. everything has to be on the calendar or it's not happening for us oh okay that's it yeah yeah so it's getting on both your calendars in some way yeah 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 actually yeah philip and i don't have a shared calendar either but i just whenever you invite him to anything it automatically pops up in his calendar so that everyone else can see Mm. it too i think everyone that he works with has access to his calendar i'm like you sure you want this (laughs) can i send like a private thing to you he's like nope it's gonna show up everyone will see it will see it damn okay (laughs) but he that that's just the way that he needs to work so Mm. um yeah gotta figure out what works for you and your partner so that you can stay synced and organized together that actually Mm. does fix a lot of um arguments that can't it does it does well i guess for me like i think the solution was that in the future we just know these are permanent dates on the calendar his birthday's late october minus early december our baby's mid-december christmas comes up thanksgiving's in between all of that so we kind of just said no matter what these holidays and these dates are going to come up so what can we do helen you I can either be a little less intense about planning things, or if I do want to, then I plan ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be the solution for next year, where I just start planning at least a month or two in advance. And this Mm. makes me sound like a crazy Asian mother, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe I am. I don't know. I'm still, again, I'm still trying to figure out this role. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But right now, because it is just, and it's also, I don't know if anyone out there knows this, but his business partner has the exact same birthday as me. So it is the most intense (laughs) and stressful time for him on top of everything. Um, But yeah, that was one of the solutions that we had come up with. And he himself said, you know, I don't want to fault you if if this is who Mm. you want to be as Mm. a mom. And I don't want to make you feel bad about that. It's just different from what he was used to, which Mm. I totally agree with. And I I catch myself and I see that. So it's not I'm glad he noticed it and he said something. Otherwise, I think I would have probably spiraled down, uh, (laughs) just gone more intense into this um, this place that actually made me feel more stressed than Mm. happy. Mm. 
So Hmm. that was one thing. I think in terms of our relationship, though, we actually don't have a lot of focused, unbothered, off-the-grid time together. So it's weird because I feel like we always try and find those moments and steal those moments at night after putting our baby down to slouch down on the couch together, binge on a show, eat Ben and Jerry's together. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe the reason for that is because we're filling up our cups during the day to the point that we don't actually need the other person or put pressure on the other person to hang out with us at the end of the day because we're somewhat just satisfied or happy with how our day had already gone. Like we don't need to rely on the other person to give us that satisfaction of like completing a day or something, if that makes sense. To summarize, I think at this point in our relationship, we've already figured out what we need in terms of time apart and time together. Um, And yeah, maybe we don't need that space. But then during those times where it gets a little bit more tense, I'll be upstairs, he'll be downstairs and we'll be, you know, sort of apart. And then we'll come together, have a conversation and say, I feel disconnected. We say that a lot Mm. to each other. I don't feel connected to you. And then we sit down and talk about why we don't feel connected to each other. And then we make it work. So Mm. that's sort of been the cycle of us getting into moments where we need space and the solution for how to get out of it, communication. Mm. I like that. Those are, it's like a keywords with between the two of you. You know that when you say that, it's like, I need to sit down and have a conversation. I think like you both said, I feel like the solution really is communication. So for Ray and I, we realized that like just communicating that the time we need apart. And also what we like to do is like kind of like leading up to the week or the month, I'm just like, hey, by the way, I'm like really busy this month. This week looks really crazy. So they know what to anticipate. Like I won't be really free this week or I might need some alone time. Because I think both of us are the type of people that when work is really busy, we'll just like, hey, I just need some time to myself. And we're both aware of that. Um, I think one thing what Helen said earlier really interests me about like even communicating expectations. I think I realized too, as a fantasizer, this is just like kind of outside, like outside of communicating time, but I realize that I sometimes have too much of expectations with relationships that like, I think if I, and I keep it to myself sometimes. And I I think sometimes this is how I can spiral. Like an example, Ray and I were over at Helen Phil's. We were taking care of the baby. It was so cute. And he met the baby and he's like, I know why you love him so much. I was like, duh. And then (laughs) he had this moment when he was holding the baby. And I don't know why, again, this is, towards the talent of like, I need space, but I wasn't realizing how to say it, but he was holding the baby. And I think sometimes I had this expectation that like, when I see my man holding a baby, I'd be like, oh my God, this is like, he could be my future baby daddy. And I literally thought I'd have that, that vision. And then when I didn't, I was like, oh shit. Mm. And I think for me, just expressing that expectation, he was like, Mel, that's not my baby though. I was like, and I realized when he said that, I was like, wow, what a ridiculous thing to have this like <laughs> fantasy with. And I think it just, it really grounded me. So I think sometimes even like vocalizing or communicating the expectations that you had going in can really ground the situation a bit too. Mm. Yeah, that is a, that is a great point. And I think kind of like what I said earlier, I think part of me realized I was equating quote unquote, not wanting to spend time together as me not liking him or me not being a good girlfriend. Mm. And I think in reality though, he was just telling me that he was telling me that I should tell him when I need space or want to hang out with other people because he actually loves space too. So I think when I heard that, I felt like a lot of relief because knowing that he also felt the same way, like I love my space. And I also realized he's been single for a long time and enjoys his moments of solitude. So I was like, okay, I, I felt a sense of relief that, you know what, both of us actually need space. It's not just me. It's both of us. And had this like accepting and understanding that 
it's actually really healthy to want space from time to time or else that need for solitude can come out in unhealthy outbursts or projecting, which I definitely did towards the end of the holiday season. Mm. And yeah, I think again, it's communicating, but not feel guilty for asking for it, especially if your partner is encouraging you to ask for your needs or express mm. your needs. So I felt much better. And I just want to say this really reminded me of this scene from Sex and the City, the movie. I hope this isn't a spoiler. So if you guys haven't seen it, just pause real quick. There's a scene that like, um, Charlotte was trying to be like the perfect mom mm-hmm. wife to her family and she just bursted out loud and you could tell she was trying to keep it together and at the end of the movie you see that she ends up using Carrie's home as her escape to like have mm-hmm. some tea or read a magazine and I think just a reminder that like no matter where you are in life things can get busy and that space isn't asking for space isn't a definition of you not being a good person or whatever a good partner I just think maybe finding that balance of that space and you know being present for your family your partner is a good thing to just to note for yourself so yeah I think communication is really key um and I'm very happy to have a partner that encourages it and I feel like I think just literally after that conversation I don't know if you felt this way too but weight lifted off my shoulders I was like okay I can ask for it yeah yeah and I just felt so much better so yeah that was our solution so it feels like everyone has similar like communication is a solution. Yes, communication is always key in every relationship. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season with your partners and are navigating through those um, challenges with some time apart and communication. Thanks again for listening to us recount our holidays and share our current learnings in our personal relationships. And thank you to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services for sponsoring today's episode. Don't forget to schedule your free updated vaccine today. Vaccines are free and available regardless of health insurance or immigration status. Any person six months or older is eligible. Find updated COVID vaccines at vaccines.gov. And if you uh, found that you also need a bit of time away from your partner after this holiday season, maybe leave a a clock Clock. emoji. Yeah, leave a clock emoji in the IG post for this episode. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye! Bye.